0: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken.
1: Hello, everybody. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio on the CBS Play It Network. I am excited today because we have with us in the studio Jeffrey Hazlet, a global business celebrity, prime-time television host, uh, a C-suite TV. He has uh, a radio show on the CBS Play Network as well, and he was the CMO of a Fortune 100 company. In addition to that, he hangs out with people like Donald Trump. He was actually a judge on Celebrity Apprentice three years in a row. This guy is a rock star in business, and he has a book that is just out called Think Big, Act
2: Bigger. I'm excited to have Jeffrey on the show. Welcome. I am excited to be on the show. And don't make me disappear, because <laughs> I know how good you are at magic. You just came from a magic show. Could I follow you? I stalk you on Facebook, <laughs> on Twitter as well. Well, you don't
1: have to worry about me making you disappear, but the guy was standing next to you in that picture, David Copperfield, he will make you disappear. He, yeah, you know, is, is that his real skin and tan, or what? I, I, think, I think what happened... <laughs> I think what happened is when he was younger, he got that tan so it's stuck there, <laughs> it stuck. It was it stuck, stained. But up. I, I just want to to make you disappear. He's got to put you in a box.
2: I'm not getting in a box. Yeah, I don't need to do that. We yeah. just boom, you're gone. Yeah. So we, no, we don't I'm need. Not, to I'm on. not. I'm not a kind of a guy. You put in i I'll be putting in a box when I'm dead.
1: You so, <laughs> yeah, I, I used to say to my wife, "I love where we live." There's only two ways I'm leaving this place. Both of them start with a
2: D. Yeah, and,
1: I, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very good. Okay, and, uh, I got that. Yeah, I got that. Hopefully, oh, none don't of them are say the happen.
2: D word. I'll never say the D word.
1: So, hey. We're here to talk about this book, and yeah. I'm looking at a copy of this book, Think Big, Act Bigger, The Rewards of Being Relentless. And you're pretty much a maverick in business. You've written a couple other books as well, at least a couple.
2: Yep. The, the first one was Mirror Test, a bestseller as well. Mm-hmm. And and I had uh, the second book was Running the Gauntlet, you know. That was a, another big bestseller, and we sold twice as many books on that one. So I'm hoping this one, the third time's the charm, three oh, th- times as I think books. third
1: time's going to be a charm. It I, I, looks
2: like it already. It's a great yeah. book. So a uh, little bit of background on you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, you know, I'm originally from South. Well, originally it was in Charleston, West Virginia. Most people don't know that. But my father was in the military, and we lived all over the U.S., and one of the places that we lived was in South Dakota, Ellsworth Air Force Base in Rapid City, South Dakota. And we moved around a lot, and I ended up going to college in uh, South Dakota, met my wife. We've been together for 30-some years.
1: I tell you what, a beautiful woman with a great, oh, intelligent brain Can Yeah, keep she is. a man yeah. in South
2: Dakota. Hey, well, that's. Uh, <laughs> I tell you, we stay there for a couple of reasons. One, because it's just a great place to live and uh, so many great things. Our children were raised there. We grew, you know, a great place for them to grow up. But, you know, it's home for us. As you know, uh, Shep, I call it home home because that's where my home home is, which means it's where my real home is. And then I have a place in, in New York City, and I have offices in New York, L.A., San Francisco with the work that we do around the globe. Right, so tell us about that work. Yeah, well, so we have a um, we have the business of me, which is one in itself. And just taking care of me is enough. That's mm-hmm. a, you know for a big job for a couple of people, in terms of speaking and 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 doing the book and television. Television's a big right. part of and our life.
1: By the way, congratulations! You've recently been inducted to the National Speakers Association Hall of Fame. I'm,
2: I'm in with you now. I'm in with you. You're also one of those Hall of Fames, and we're in with some great, great people. It was it's it's very. In fact, you actually gave my. My nomination speech, which was awesome, you got to introduce, in, introduce me. And that a, was an honor because you were the president of the National Speaker Association, just recently stepped down, and and now I think you're running for the U.S. president with Trump against Trump. You're one of the Republican candidates, right? And I'm going to get a
1: little outspoken. I'm not going to talk about immigration. I won't talk about women. I won't. Talk, no. <laughs> well, we we think Those talk issues about, have yeah. been
2: covered. Exactly. Well, and you know, but we're in we're in that Hall of Fame with uh, Colin Powell and Ronald Reagan and Norman Vincent Peale and Zig Ziglar and. It's uh, a huge Brian honor. Brian Tracy one of the greatest uh, people in the world when you come to speaking. So you know, so speaking is one of the things that we do. And then I have a business called Tall Grass, which stands for if you want to run with the big dogs, you got to learn to piss in the tall grass. And they're in the public relations and the um, and social media world. And then we have our C suite network, which is a network of the most powerful business executives in the world.
1: Right, and I could vouch for Tall as they represented me and were my publicist. They and did. PR we'll firm. some work for you. Yep, yeah. for the last book course, I had. I don't
2: think you needed it. Your your business was your book was really good. You You've had a couple of great, great books. I mean, you know, you and I have known each other for about 30 years, I think. We've known each other yeah. since
1: uh, 1988.
2: There, was, that, was that the year? That was the year me, we right? met. Oh, yep. wow. And
1: then I came to Sioux Falls in around maybe 90, 91. Yeah. Was, that I, about was right? I around then? I was around. You were around there. I think you brought me in for SME, Sales SME Marketing I, Executives. I, I, yep. yeah, that's
2: right, Sales and Marketing Executives International. Right. One of the big chapters that's still active there. Right, yeah. and that was back when you didn't even shave yet.
1: No, I didn't shave. Well, nineteen
2: ninety one I I would have been I was thirty one years old. Wow. So
1: yeah, and I actually that means you and I are about the same same age, yeah, same yeah, age. Yeah. Perfect, yeah. And then and then we you lost look, track of each better. other.
2: You look better. Yeah, look... my hair isn't great. We didn't lose track. other. Non-existent. Non-existent. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. We didn't lose track of each other. We. I still knew who you were. Well, we I knew were who you were. were but we, we just we weren't went different at, ways. Weren't as, yeah, we weren't as. I was doing corporate stuff. I went yeah. off into the corporate world. You
1: went into the corporate world. You became. I went out, made money. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is what's cool. A lot of people, and and I'm one of those people. You know, I do a lot of research. I work with a lot of companies, and I have a little bit of personal experience from doing my own thing. But at the end of the day, you, my friend, you talk about the C-suite,
2: you get into the C-suite, you were in the C-suite, you yeah. were the chief marketing officer- Eastman, Kodak. Eastman Kodak. Eastman Kodak. Yeah. Well, one of the that for, was huge. Uh, for, Fortune 100 company. When you think about that, a lot of people don't know the impact that is. But just step back for a second. You're talking about 100 companies globally. 100 companies globally. And you're in the top 100. And there's only four or five officers in of those companies uh, at, at a corporate, very big corporate level. So you're talking about 500 people, roughly, in the world. It's a very small community. If you expand that to a Fortune 1000 company, it's only 5,000 people. There are more people in sports, you know, professional teams. Right. I think you know. it's easier to
1: become a professional, professional athlete, athlete in the NFL than it is to become a C suite member of a Fortune 100 company.
2: Yeah, you, and, you, and you don't have to be as smart either. It's, no, I, won't <laughs> I won't even go there. Some of them are pretty smart. Some of them are pretty smart. I, I give I give a lot of them credit. They're a pretty I, smart guy. I mean, John Elway. look at John Elway. I think he's, look how he's parlayed his his experience into a mega empire. He's really done a nice job. There's, there's there's, some other ones. I know, And I know a number of professional athletes. We know a bunch of professional athletes. Right. We see them at, at some of the National Speakers Association where they get together from time to time to learn uh, about the business.
1: Uh, there is a hockey player. I'm trying to remember his name. He plays on the Anaheim, uh, uh, Anaheim Ducks, Ducks. And he is their goon. He's the guy that goes out and, and fights and beats the heck out of everyone. I'd be that guy. He's a Rhodes Scholar.
2: Yeah. He's a
1: Rhodes freaking scholar, and he he said, I just love hockey. I'm good at it. I'm going to do this for a while, and then I'll go back to being smart again. There you go. Very good. (laughs) Maybe they'll knock some sense into him there. So anyway, let's get back to your book. This is why we're here. We're going to talk about this book, Think Big, Act Bigger. What does it mean to think big and act bigger?
2: Well, you get rewards, and that's the tail end of the book uh, uh, title is the rewards of being relentless. And so it's about saying I'm not going to put up, with the way it has been and to be able to put a stake in the ground and say we're going to stand for something. Let me give you a good example. One of the very first uh, stories in the book is called The Caitlin Rule. And I got her permission to use this young gal that was working for us named Caitlin. She's a now a, a, a megastar in marketing. She's doing a great job at what she does today. And that Caitlin story just sums it up for me. So here was a gal who was just working for us, came to me right before we we're about to go over and meet with a company that we're about to take public. And we're going to meet with the CEO, we're about to leave in about five minutes to head over to the Grand Central Station to meet in the Gray Bar building with this client, and she comes over to my desk and says, Jeff, um, I need to NO. know, should we take color copies to the presentation, to the meeting? And I turned to her and I looked at her. I sat in my seat and I looked at her because she was standing there. She's a small petite thing. And I said, Caitlin, I said you're brand new here. You're new. So I'm going to give you a couple little leeway here. You only get to ask me 21 questions. That's it. 21 questions in the month. That's all you get to ask me in any given month. 21 questions. Why do I pick 21? I don't know. I just said 21. And I said, here's the deal. You can ask me about the meaning of life. You can ask me where the best Italian restaurant is in New York City. You can ask me what is Stroud's in Kansas City. You can ask me, uh, does this dress make my rear end look bad big or whatever you can ask me is my boyfriend and nice to me or you can ask me anything you want to ask me in the world but you only get 21 questions is that one of your questions and she turned to me and said I don't think so I think that was the perfect answer. and I said hey I said no joke I said good career move because if I have to answer that question what do I need you for You see, I've hired you. You're a superstar. You're going to be a superstar for us. I hire the very best people in the world. I hire people to make decisions. I'm asking you to make decisions. You know the answer to that question. By the way, let me ask you a question. If I say yes, do you have time to make them? And she said no. I said, then you never, ever in your life ask me another question like that. You already
1: know. if One answer gets you in trouble, and the other answer, just by mere fact, you asked the question, got you in trouble.
2: Yeah, and so my point is, we all have roles to play in the business. Go play those roles. That's what you do in the business. You don't need to ask me mundane questions like that. I'm the CEO of the company. Not that I'm more important than anything, but my job is to hit a mark, to do certain things in that business. That's what we count on. And if I'm having to answer questions like, do we need color copies to take to the meeting? Are you you nuts? I turned to her and I said, if I have have to answer those questions. What do I need you for? Right. So that is what you call the Caitlin rule. The Caitlin rule. That's it. Think bigger, man. Act bigger. That's what every employee needs to do. That's what every owner needs to do is think big and act bigger because there's so many things that stand in our way. As you know, Shep, the most dangerous move in business is to never move at all. And so many businesses don't move. You know what happens when a shark
1: stops swimming? They die. They die. They die. Yeah, and I'm not suggesting that a business should be a shark. No. Okay, but it's a a metaphor. Not a bad thing. Hey,
2: speaking, I'm going to speak Hebrew. A lot of Israelis call me uh, Karish, kerish, which means shark. I I, I think that's great. I love to be called a shark. I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah. Well, shark in a good way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. As long as you don't kill. You just maim a little. No, I eat. You I want, eat. To eat. I want to eat. Take a leg. Yeah. Take a leg. A leg. Yeah, Leg's good. Leg. Let the guy I live. Like, just take like a leg. A
2: I'm a thigh. Yeah. I like a thigh. But no, Caitlin Rule, it's about empowering. Right, exactly right. Empowering people. Right. Exactly. And, and, I, and I tell it a different way because I tend to be a little bit, I don't know, aggressive. You think? I, yeah, a little yeah. bit, you know. And, and I, there's a softer side of me. You think, Karish? Karish. <laughs> but there is a softer side of me. You know that. I've but. seen the
1: soft side. I have seen you walking down the street with your wife Hand in hand. Sure. And I'm behind you, and my wife says to me, Look at that. They're holding hands. We he's, always hold hands. He's not quite as tough as we think he no, is. No,
2: no, we always hold hands. You kidding me? I get to hold her hand? You kidding me? I love to hold lots of other things, but she, she won't let me in public. So there yeah, we go. yeah uh, I, we'll, that's we'll leave a it there. Show. That's a different show. Uh, I hope we can take that out of the uh, podcast. Please. No, we're going to uh, leave it there
1: because uh, that's your personality. Yeah. Well, hey, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Think Big, Act Bigger. My name's Shep Hyken. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken.
1: Shep Hyken here back on Amazing Business Radio. We are with Jeffrey Hazlett, author of Think Big, Act Bigger, The Rewards of Being Relentless. We had a great lesson just a few minutes ago about empowerment and what you call the Caitlin Rule. And I love this, 21 questions. I can't wait to go back to my office Monday, and when somebody asks me a question (laughs) about color copies, I'm going to say, you know, I have a new rule. We're going to call it the Caitlin Rule. I learned this from my friend Jeffrey Hazlett. And what is that rule they'll ask? And I'll say, that is that you get 21 questions a month. Otherwise... Leave me alone. Yeah, go Figure do it your out. Job. Do it yourself. You know, um, I wrote a book recently called Amaze Every Customer Every Time. Awesome
2: book. A couple awesome of years ago it came out. In fact, I was actually in, uh, with a franchisee of Ace Hardware who was talking to me about that book just the other day. I, I'm not joking. I hope they were saying something no, good no, about it. it. It was very good. Kevin Nyberg, he and I were talking. Uh, we go to the same church together. And uh, we were just sitting there talking. we got talking about his daughters. He's got two beautiful daughters, he and his wife, who just became Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. I he, want to meet these stars. Oh, they're just absolutely gorgeous gals. And, twins? And tw- uh, no, they're not twins. I don't, you know what? I don't know. I don't think so. I think they're a year or two apart. Well, anyway. And it doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make a difference. They were in the, <laughs> yeah, what difference does it make? They were in, they, 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 they became cheerleaders, and it's awesome. And it's good for them. And, uh, but yeah, he, he mentioned your book. He knew that I knew you, and we were talking about the book. Wow,
1: that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well,
2: In that book,
1: there is a, what I call a tool, tactic, strategy, mm-hmm. if you will, which is one to say yes, two to say no. In other words, say yes to the customer or... If you call them client, guest, whatever, yeah, whatever. But if you have to say no, that's the only time you got to go ask the question. Yeah, that's the time to come and ask the question. That's good. One yeah. to say yes, two to say no. Empower them to do the right thing. All right,
2: so we're gonna beat this Caitlin rule to death. I love how you worked your stuff into this. It was awesome. It's that was all uh, hey, yeah. that was smooth. That was that that was a transition. That was very nice. That's called blatant promotion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Amaze every customer every time. Available on Amazon and your favorite bookstore. All right, but back to your book because that's why we're here. Hell yeah, let's go. Let's talk. <laughs> so I know you. You are big. Well, actually, you're not big on failure. You're big on anti-failure. Yeah. But you are very passionate about uh, the concept of failure, and obviously how to avoid it. But in some cases, it's important to learn from.
2: Yeah. You want to learn from it, but don't wear it like a badge of courage. It's failure. You're a loser. I mean, grab it by the neck. You know, understand what failure is all about. Grab it by the neck. You want to be able to grab it and choke it and stop it. That's the thing. But a lot of people say, well, fail fast. Well, of course you want to fail fast. Uh, duh. Of course you want it. You don't want to take it and draw it out. But the key thing is, is to move past the failure quickly. Get past it. Move, move, move. And be able to find the things that make you win. Not the fa- things you, you look to find the failures and try to find out the bad things. Look for the good things. And a lot of, a lot of young entrepreneurs, a lot of businesses are looking for the failures and try to put them up like, Badges of courage i'm saying stop do that let's go win and i, I want businesses I, I, win. I
1: would i mean i can't I, people say to me can you give me your biggest failure uh, number one i know i fail i fail yeah. quite, but i can't i, don't, I can't remember them. i can't remember what they are either. you know that's oh, that's a good point yeah. I, you
2: know and i also say you know what they asked me and they asked me that they said what's your biggest failure i said i don't know i haven't done it yet you know I, oh, that's I actually, good that's it, good it, it, it's a good answer because i haven't done it yet i mean i have i failed absolutely do i fail all the time absolutely but i win more there's and, a and lot, of, you I, know, and the winnings a lot better. Winning's than Winnings a lot better,
1: and the wins are big, and the failures many times they're not big; they're, they're just not big. small. They're
2: happening. They think, you think they're
1: big at the moment? You're yeah. like in it. You're going okay, and and really at the end of the day, just move forward, move past it. Which, I have a friend which, of mine, uh, Jason Selk, Dr. Jason Selk talks about uh, relentless uh, solution focus. Relentless solution focus. It's either R S F or R F S. I may have it turned around, but the whole idea is if you are up against failure or you're having a bad day or you're down, what is the one thing, reg- it could be the smallest thing that will get you to a better place? And that small thing may be walking outside and taking a breath of fresh air. Yeah. He works with a lot of athletes. And uh, you know, a, a baseball player gets up to bat, strikes out, okay, not a big deal. Second time up to bat, same game, strikes out again. What's that baseball player thinking the third time they're up the bat later yep. in that game? Yep. He tries to get people into that mindset, hey, you know, you may have failed at that up to bat, but at the end of the day, is that really a yeah, failure? Yeah, don't choke. Right, don't choke, don't choke. Yeah, yeah In the
2: end, you didn't die. See, that's what I tell people. And most of the things we do in business, you know, no one's going to die. Repeat, no one is going to die. I mean, you're doing customer service. I do sales, marketing. No one's going to die if I make a mistake. And yet, you know, we get so tunnel vision around this failure, and we get into it. That's what I'm saying. Grab it by the neck, choke it, kill it, right there off the spot, but get to the successes. The successes are where you need to be. For so long in this country, we've been focused in on cutting back and cutting businesses And restricting and restricting and restricting to where people don't want to empower themselves. I'm saying move past that. That's why you got to think big, act bigger.
1: Think big, act bigger. Okay, so you're passionate about that. That's the next topic I want to talk about. Your passion is amazing. Ever since I've known you, you you know, think big, act bigger. This may
2: be your best book title because I think it, it, it describes you as a person. Yeah, it really is. Wendy Keller is my agent. You know, she's yay she Wendy. Was, yeah, we love Wendy. And um, you know, she was after me for 15, 20 years to write the very first book, and 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 finally she said it's time. When I was leaving Kodak, she, she said you got to do it. And and at that time, I wasn't allowed to really write a lot the way I wanted to write. And you're restricted then, because you're, restricted. you're a, a yeah, C-suite was, level guy and, yeah. and a major publicly held corporation. Yep. So I couldn't do the things I wanted to do, and I was. And attorneys went through the book with a fine-tooth comb, and all that crap that goes with that. So this this was the first time I was just able to be me, and so you're going to see that pretty strong in this book um, and everything that we did. And my publisher, entrepreneur, which I just absolutely love. These guys just let me just be me. And um, f bombs. Uh, there's might be one or two in there. I don't know if we edited. There's them always out. one or two in every speech. Well, you do. I do one at least one in a speech. Yeah. Uh, rarely there's not one, but it's it's well timed and it's around passion, because it takes more than passion to run a business. Now, I am passionate, without question. And I think with passion, you can overcome a lot of things, but you still have to be smart. Well, you I think you got to be passion
1: good. and perseverance. And I also believe, you know, the, the old expression, enthusiasm is... Well, I don't know. What what is that? Contagious. Oh, it is contagious. It is contagious. Oh, okay. Heck, I'm getting a lesson I'm writing it down. I I need a pen. And by the way, uh, Danny Cox, one of her fellow speakers, member of the National Speakers Association, says if enthusiasm is contagious, if what you have is not enthusiasm, it's also contagious. And I believe that passion falls under the category of enthusiasm. You want to be around people that are passionate about what they do. Passionate shows drive. It shows care. And by the way, that doesn't mean you're loud, you're boisterous. You know, you can think big and act bigger but that doesn't mean it has to show in your personality it yeah, makes exactly. that happen yeah, it know, does in yours
2: yeah you know well look I'm 6 foot 3 200 and you know, some odd pounds so I, I look like a Mack truck I act like a Mack truck I can't help myself you know but it doesn't mean you have to be like me it means you be who you want to be to be that bigness of yourself to be able to get through and act bigger now, I know, think it's in your heart oh I th- without question it's in your heart but it's also a mindset you have to have this mindset that says you know I never knew I was big to be honest with you until I I saw a picture one time when I was playing rugby years ago, and I saw this picture of me, and I went, who's that guy? In it? And that was me, and it was this big guy in the back row. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, those big, huge shoulders. Who is this guy? And it was me, and it was the first time in my life that I realized I was big, big. And so, you know, the the thing is to own it. Own the things you want. How many times do people tell you you can't do things because we've already tried it? And I have a list, like pages of excuses in the book that people gave to me. I crowdsourced that of just some of the most crazy outlandish excuses that people give and some of the stupidest, stupidest ones. And what we have to do is learn to really act bigger. And that is to move beyond those excuses, to get to the next level, to get to where we want to be, to persevere, to be relentless. And by being relentless, you get the rewards.
1: All right. So, this is a comment that I have written down here. Uh, people have called you pig-headed and irrational. And, and, okay, I want you to defend that if you feel it's worth
2: defending or give us the reason why they do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Put me down. I'll sign up for that. I think leaders have to be that way sometimes. You just have to just be dogged in terms of saying, no, this is where we're going. No, this is where we're going. Yes, this is how we're getting there. And when people say it can't be done, I don't care. It will be done. You know, that's what leaders have to do. That's what great leaders in the military have to do all the time. That's what great leaders in business have to do.
1: I think – I'm, I'm not overly cautious here, but I'm going to interrupt here because I think you have to be careful. Remember Kevin Costner and Tin Cup? Yeah. Great movie. I believe I, – I I think it was the U.S. Open. I mean, it's a movie. Come on, yeah, people. It's a movie. It's a movie. And, it's Kevin Costner. Right. And as Caddy says, lay up. In other words, take a short shot. Short shot. Don't try to go for the green. There's water in front of the green. You're never going to make it. And he said – This is the U.S. Open. I'm going for it. He says, no, lay up. All you got to do is lay up, put it on the green, one or two putt. you will win. He says, nope, I'm going for it. And do you remember what he did? Yeah, he went for it. He went for it. You remember what happened? Yeah, he
2: went in the water, Went right right in the water. Yeah, like 20 more times.
1: Exactly. So what? (laughs) Exactly. So what?
2: He was being relentless. He was doing the way he wanted to. And it doesn't mean it's right or it's wrong. It means he's standing for a principle, and he's saying that that's the National Open, the U.S. Open, and that's what real winners try to do. And I thought that was actually a, a very emotional moment and a chance to be able to say, I'm going to do it the way I want. Now, it might not be the right way. It might not be the way everyone else wants it, but it's the way I want it. And I'm running that business. I'm the guy that's playing this. This is what winners really do. And that's my point about sometimes being irrational. So let me give you a good point. Sometimes we have to move from point A to point B, and point B is a little bit of a stretch But sometimes leaders have to say, "No, we got to go to C," knowing full well that we've got to drag them to point B, and so that's why they have to be a little bit more irrational. Have to be a little bit more about. Uh, customer focus. A little bit more about customer... Taking they just care push of the envelope they a gotta little bit. they got to push it and push it. And that's what I mean about being pigheaded. That's what I mean about being irrational. They have to be able to put a stake in the ground and say, we're going to stand for this. And everybody else has to come with me to be able to do that in order to get us to where we really need to be. Love it. Alright,
1: we're going to take a real short break. We'll be right back. And when we do, we're going to talk a little bit more about Think Big, Act Bigger, get some ideas on what we can take home, use in our business, can't wait. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken.
1: Shep Hyken here. We're back on Amazing Business Radio. We're talking with Jeffrey Hazlett about his new book, Think Big, Act Bigger, the rewards of being relentless. It is just out Uh, Two words. Two words of advice here. Get it. Okay, I'll make. I'll, I'll be long-winded. Get better. it
2: today. No, buy it today. Okay, yeah. buy it today. <laughs> okay. No, Get buy it. many today. Buy like, many yes, today.
1: Exactly. Buy it for your friends and yeah. family members. Wake up the kids. Phone the neighbors. You know, one of the things that I admire about you is is you you hold nothing back. You yeah. share everything. And I've watched you work with companies, and I've heard you say, "Try this. Try this." And they don't listen.
2: No, they don't. You know, you know this, and everybody that works with companies or works in a company knows that some of the greatest ideas get stalled, or they, you know, they haven't done it before, and so therefore it takes them forever, even though it's a great idea. And everybody's sitting around the table going, "Wow, what a wonderful idea!" Well, it takes a champion. Someone's got to be a champion. So my advice to some of you out there is: be that champion. Be the person that takes up the banner, that pulls up the, you know, the the banner, and, and you know, the flag bearer, and just runs with it to the very front of the line, and. And, and that's what it takes. And it, we really need to be able to find those leaders inside of business to help people do those things. Because there are times I give people assets, even on my own show or whatever, where they can take and activate it. I call it OPM, other people's money. And yet they don't do it. They don't get it out there. And and it just always, like, makes me sad because we blow a great opportunity.
1: So, I mean, part of it is it's got to be frustrating. They just don't listen. And sometimes I, I think, it's think a they gift. listen. I it's think a they, gift.
2: I think they listen. They just don't. Sometimes understand it or see the big picture, or they just are so tunnel vision in the way in which they think that it's just it's outside their normal realm.
1: All right, you've got Tallgrass, the PR yep. firm, yep. and I would imagine that you know I here's what I did when I I worked with them on my last book. I said I will do whatever you ask me to do. I will not question anything. You, I will do what you do, so if something doesn't work, it's not my fault.
2: Yeah, that's a good way. <laughs> you know, that's a good that way was to one reason. Well, but you did and a great I'm, job. You sold a lot of books, and you, you you expanded. You got more people from it. You got right. speeches from it. You mm-hmm. got other gigs from it. You got, I'm sure, another book coming down the pike, somewhere down the line. Probably that came about a, a year now. Yeah, uh, I'll, sure.
1: I'll be writing another one, or it should be finished by then. But the point is, uh, I think that I surround myself with people that are sometimes much smarter than I am and when I'm in, in a brainstorming environment, when I'm working with, my, with companies that you know, I pay them, yep. if I'm not gonna listen to them, why?
2: Yeah, you Why know, it, do it? it makes me mad sometimes when I when I see that we're using vendors or people that we're going to use, even in my own business, and it takes us a couple months for us to get going. I don't like that. You know, so maybe you got to just be more realistic about what it's going to take to get there, you know, so I do understand some of that. You just can't ramp up things, get people to change as quickly. So, but you still got to be a little bit more irrational or pigheaded and keep checking with people to see if indeed that's what they're doing or how they're going to do it. And I think those are the things that you got to be able to do to start pushing. So it's important for you to be able to do that.
1: And, you know, I remember talking to my attorney once and I said, look, I will do whatever you suggest I do in this particular case we were working on. However, that doesn't mean I'm not going to question it. You have to at least make me feel comfortable that I know what you're thinking. So I remember saying to him one day, well, you know, I understand what you're saying. Have you thought about this? Mm-hmm. And, and this is how he responded to me. We can do that. I said, okay, I'm going to ask the question yeah, yeah, again. Right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't no, tell I t- you I wanted to do it. Yeah. I asked you if you what thought about yeah. this. Yeah. It's just a little different approach. You should say to me, I have thought about it, or that's an interesting idea, and I'm going to tell you why it's not going to work and why we should stay with my plan, but make me feel good about your plan. And instead, I told him, and he said, we'll try it your way. I go, no, no, I don't want you to try it my no, way. Right. I want you to do it. And he said, okay. And then after we were finished with their meeting, we're walking out. I said to him, I just want you to know. If we ever have a conversation like that again, I'm going to find another attorney. Yeah. And he goes, what do you mean? I thought, uh, when you asked me that, I thought that's a strategy you wanted to do. I said, I didn't hire you right. to listen to me and take you know, take advice on the legal front from me.
2: You're it's the lawyer. A, it's, right? a, it's a Caitlin rule all over again. What do I need you for if I have to answer the right, questions right. myself? I give you the strategy myself. I'm just that, spending that. a lot of money. I want to know if we've thought every
1: option through. And as a rational mind versus a legal mind, no, that's not. as yeah, – But right. no, as a layperson's right. mind, rather than the which to me, I was making a rational comment. And the legal system that doesn't work. And the right. way the lawyers think. And I really admire that. They just see a different angle. They see a different. But he was. Being a yes man, yeah, I and it drove that. me crazy. can that, right? I and don't so, like that. So, in a sense, if I'd have told him as a client, "Don't do that," he would have said, "Okay, we won't." Do you, do that. In
2: your operations, yeah, this is one of the things I talk about the book as well as and think big, act bigger. The rewards of being relentless. I really talk about how you need to have healthy debate. You, you need to do two things: create tension in the business itself. That is tension. You know, take everybody from the middle of the table and put them on the edge. Everybody. You know, like sales doesn't get along with accounting. Great. It's never going to get along with accounting. That's good. So make some tension in there. Make tension between the teams. Make tension between marketing and sales so that they're pushing to get something that's better. That's important to be able to have. Just bring them back
1: to the middle. Before no. they leave the room.
2: No. Well, no. no. Get them to have the consensus about what it is. Agree it to, to disagree, or just agree. No. They eventually they've got to get to a decision that says we're going to go take that hill or whatever it is they're going to do, and they all have to get back to it. You can't let you. And then you have to burn the boats. By the way, so you're going to the new world. You get everybody on the boat. You get to the new world. Then burn the boats because the last thing you want people doing is going back and saying, "Well, I didn't. I said that wouldn't work." right you you don't want that and that's what i'm talking about in terms of you want to have the healthy debate up front you want to be able to, to discuss these issues discuss the good points the bad points and so forth and then through that healthy debate it usually moves the issue and so you go to a new place and whatever that new place is is now the place in which we all get behind right and hopefully there's consensus there all right speaking of consensus the word
1: starts with a c let's talk about cadence
2: yeah, cadence. Oh, cadence is your is the way in which you got to measure your pace and measure your business. And so every business has its own natural cadence, right? And every every a life has a cadence. Our our bodies have a cadence. The way in which we get up in the morning, go to bed at night. The way in which we sleep has a cadence. My question to you, cadence of,
1: being rhythm. Rhythm. rhythm.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So what's your cadence? You know, it's like or you're marching. You know, if you're in the military, there's a certain cadence to the march. And so it's a you know single time, double time, triple time, whatever, running time, full time, whatever. And so you need to have that cadence. And my question to you, as a business owner, as a leader, what's your cadence? What's your sense of urgency? What is the way in which people see and look at your business and see whether it's a fast-passing, fast-paced business or a slow-paced business? And it can be whatever. But what is the cadence of the business? You know, I joke in the office. Sometimes people say it's too cold. I say we'll work harder you know you know because <laughs> they don't like the air conditioning or something along those lines I, my point is, is i want people to know we're always going to be moving forward and we're always going to be moving f- uh, fast and we're going to be working hard Wow,
1: so uh, cadence is great. I'm going to take that one back to my office, and uh, I'm going to make sure they understand my. Is it pace. a
2: slow cadence or is it a... my
1: my cadence I... is extremely fast? Is it? But I think no, it may it... not be as fast as yours. You're you're like on steroids. You're, I try your cadence on steroids. I'm cadence that's tried steroids. Yeah, <laughs> that's
2: good. <laughs> is the rest of your office like that?
1: Well, I I think uh, I it's. Here's my thing, and I look around at your team. How many of them keep up with you? I mean, really
2: keep up with you There's, and
1: could if they had to stay with you no, for
2: a month. Nobody ever keeps up with me, so but that's okay because then I'm showing and I'm pushing it forward. And when they try to keep up with me, I try to outpace them again because I'm trying to stretch them. Mm-hmm. So if, they, if they're keeping up with me with the emails or whatever it might be that we have and they're trying to keep up with me, I try to beat them. Because that's, I that, I want to have that tension in the business. I want to have that. And, and not that I'm just trying to bury them or anything else. I want to keep stretching them and make them much better athletes in the business. That's what good perform, high-performance teams do. They push each other. They right. stretch each other. And a other. good leader is going to push. And push in such a way, at the end of the day, the people
1: want to push for you. Yeah. I mean, they're on your team. They feel good about you. My assistant in the office... I'm tough on her, and 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 my wife says, "Wow, you 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 know." I said, "No, she gets it." When when I hired her and she came to work, I said, "Here's the way it works in my office. I'm gonna, I'm never gonna cuss you out. I'm never gonna scream at you. I will never do that." But I got to tell you, when something's not working, we don't have time to to dance around problems. Yeah, exactly. We got to move forward. And also, I expect you to keep up with me. Yeah. And and so after about a week, she says, "I love working here. You, you remind me of my father. My father's like, well, great."
2: So here's the cool thing. Yeah, or thing. quit and quit waiting for thank you all the time. Right, or, right. Well, I'll give the big hug. i But a big hug, not But I do too. We get in but at the, the same time, yeah, well, a little <laughs> bit of that. But we are a big family atmosphere in terms of the way we operate as well. And, and I know you are as well. But, you know, the, the key thing is, is to understand that, you know, every time you come back to the huddle, I don't need to give you a high five. Right. You know? So here's the point I married my wife. I got so
1: lucky because what
2: happened? Better marrying another wife. Oh yeah, somebody else.
1: But here's one of the things I looked for. I learned after other relationships that I had that I had to find somebody that was used to my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? They grew up with somebody, a father, a role model who had a similar lifestyle. He traveled. He played golf on Sundays, in spite of his travel. A very, very good family man, home as much as possible, and always there for the kids, et cetera, et cetera. I said. I not only want her, I know that she's used to this, so she could probably be used to me because my style's that, and I actually want to be more like him, and it worked out perfect. So the point here is, as we go to business and we say, okay, we're going to hire somebody to work with us, yeah. take a look at where they were before. How did they do in the environment that they were in before? Were they in one of those low-paced companies or fast-paced?
2: Well, and look for people that are balances to you. So if you know my partner, and CEO of the company that works out um, San Diego, yeah, okay. well, and, or uh, and Newport Beach. Okay, and Newport. that's right, Newport Beach runs our operation there, but he runs everything in the world. And with Carl, Carl, we tell about Carl Post. He's the exact opposite of me. All right. In terms of, he's a very detail-oriented guy. Not that I can't be detail-oriented, I just don't want to be detail-oriented. Right, I agree. And so, but he keeps up with the pace. Oh, he keeps up with the pace big time. Yeah. yeah he's so, one of the few. But, the, the, but he's an up Iron with,
1: Man. He's a triathlete. Right. He's keeping a, up with the pace is different than being the opposite of your personality. Because I don't want to hire somebody yeah. just like me, because their desk will look just like mine. Yeah. That's a disaster.
2: Okay? Oh, my, see, now I have nothing on my desk. Right. Hire somebody yeah. that will clear my
1: desk off, yeah. take care of the details, but they have to keep up. And that's what you're saying. Yeah,
2: exactly right. They, they got the same cadence, the same, same, same values, which I think is important to have in terms of we don't have to have questions about that. We don't have to have questions about, you know, do we uh, – somebody shorted us on something. Do we pay the bill, not pay the bill? Do we do this? Do we do that? Or they didn't treat us right, so we get rid of them or not. You know, those are the kind of things you, you want to be able to make sure that you're really aligned on. But but the, one of my point is he takes care of the things I don't have to do, meaning I'm not good at or I don't want to be good at. Right. So key lesson, surround yourself with
1: people that do things other than what you do. If you hire people just like yourself, you're going to have people just like yourself. Yeah, well, well
2: which in <laughs> yeah. itself would be good, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: crazy. No, it's All right, crazy I'm going t- to wrap up. Three big questions, three yeah. huge questions. Okay. Number 1, your biggest
2: accomplishment. I haven't made it yet, but okay. I've done some great things. So I got some great kids, date my children, without question, my children and my and my marriage. And your grandchild. And my baby, my yep. grandbaby Sophie and my soon to be grandbabies many, many times over. Good. In business, biggest accomplishment? I'm still doing them. I'm still doing them every single day. I have not gotten there and, there, and I'm not trying to be flipping about it. I just know I'm going to do so much more with my life. I've done some great things in my life. I look, I'm in four Hall of Fames. I've I've run um, you know billion dollar companies. I've 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 started franchises. I've started businesses. I've sold 250 businesses. I've done things in my life that most people will never get to do once, and I've done them many times over. I still haven't done the real big things yet.
1: Good, and I'm glad you think that way. There's something bigger. And finally, let's get back to the book. Think Big, Act Bigger, The Rewards of Being Relentless. The number one takeaway right now, what is it? If we haven't talked about it, or maybe we have, then emphasize it. But if we haven't, did we miss something?
2: Yeah, listen to the things that are real important inside of your operations, and then make sure that you have conditions of satisfaction around driving the things that are going to make the difference All right. in your
1: Elaborate. business. Elaborate. Listen to the things. Who are you listening to? I want to listen to, to
2: customers. I want to listen to my employees. I'm going to listen to my partners. Those are the three I'm going to listen to the most, but a lot of leaders don't take enough time to listen. And if you get your hands dirty, you roll up your sleeves, you're going to hear things you never heard before. And you mentioned the word or phrase conditions, conditions of, of, of satisfaction. satisfaction. One of the biggest things I talk about in the book, and that's about keeping promises to yourself, keeping promises with your partners. Partners, keeping promises with your family, keeping promises with your vendors, keeping par- partners with your employees, keeping promises with your customers. Your what, non-negotiables. They, these are non-negotiables, and, and they're, these are like pinky promises. So read the book. You'll find out more about it, but it's about you know thinking big, acting bigger, and getting the rewards of being relentless. All right. Like I said, two words, and I'll change the
1: word I said. Get it, buy it. Buy the book. That's the long-winded version. Think big, act bigger, the rewards of being relentless by Jeffrey Hazlet, It's been great to have you on the show. Thanks a million. And ladies and gentlemen, this is why we call this amazing business radio, because Jeffrey is amazing. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.